The right of the people to form citizen militias was unquestioned by the founders. Alexander Hamilton, in the Federalist Papers number 28, expressed, When a government betrays the people by amassing too much power and becoming tyrannical, the people have no choice but to exercise their original right of self-defense, to fight the government. In the Federalist Papers number 46, James Madison, the father of the Bill of Rights, argues, the ultimate authority resides in the people. And that if the federal government got too powerful and overstepped its authority, then the people would develop plans of resistance and resort to arms. Some interpret today's National Guard as the well-regulated militia. But the founders opposed anything but a small national military. There are some people that think that that phrase in the Second Amendment has an entirely different meaning. The phrase, well-regulated, refers to a well-trained, prepared, and disciplined citizen's militia. They seem to think that it means just the state National Guard. And they don't know their history. That's just not true. The phrase was in common use in 1791 and for more than a century afterwards. The Oxford English Dictionary from that time period defines well-regulated as something that was calibrated correctly, functioning as expected. Fact number four. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people, Further evidence that a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state does not refer to the National Guard is supported by recent research. The writing style of the late 18th century legal documents typically began with a preamble. The purpose of the preamble was to state a purpose, not a limitation. New Hampshire's Constitution, written in 1784, begins with a preamble. The liberty of the press is essential to the security of freedom in a state. It ought, therefore, to be inviolably preserved. The Constitution has a preamble. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic... The Bill of Rights has a preamble. The conventions of a number of the states, having at the time of their adopting the Constitution, expressed a desire in order to prevent misconstruction or abuse of its powers that further declaratory and restrictive clauses should be added. Since a preamble states a purpose, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people... The well-regulated militia only reinforces the importance of the individual right to keep and carry arms. The Second Amendment, when it really comes down to it, I believe it has two primary meanings. One is the obvious ability for me to be able to protect myself and my family from bad guys. But there's another meaning that the founders put in place that I think is, is absolutely vital to our way of life in this country. It's the ability 
for all of us out here to be able to protect ourselves from a government that could become tyrannical. Five, four, three, two, one. New word from the nation's top scientists on the zombie virus that appeared two weeks ago. They released information saying that the symptoms to watch for are aggression, foaming from the mouth, deterioration of motor skills, and an unbelievable hunger. Be advised that if an infected becomes hostile, the only way to harm them is to shoot them in the head. What's up, Shooter Dan? What's up? If that clip was a little boring, I apologize. <laughs> but we needed to get the history lesson across. Yeah, unfortunately, sometimes uh, in our learning process, it isn't always fun and games. It wouldn't have been so bad if it didn't all sound like fucking Mr. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't they just all fucking talk normal? My name is Mr. Red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all fucking have horse heads or something. Oh, no, I know. They don't. I know. <laughs> I guess uh, communication's changing. Yeah. So, as we have promised, we are uh, going to do a show on malicious. And, and in our course of our research, we, we, we learned uh, quite a bit. You know about uh, what they are and what they're not, and it has been actually pretty uh, eye-opening for for both of us. I I assume for you too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, well, the the first thing is, man, you, you don't get um, don't get caught up in the paradigm that is, you know, the what the media has fed you about malicious because it's just not true. You know. Yep. That's because militias are bad for the government. Yeah, they are. They they are the government's worst nightmare. They are the citizen militia. They are the citizens standing up, telling them that they are wrong or doing what they uh, not doing what they say they're supposed to do or overstepping their bounds. Uh, I, me me and uh, Shudan was just watching a a. a uh, Something on C-SPAN with, with Senator Toomey from yeah. Pennsylvania doing a town hall meeting. And all those people in that town hall meeting, you know, they were asking him some good legitimate questions, you know. Uh, <laughs> of course, our, our nature, we're ragging on them a little yeah. bit, having a little fun <laughs> at their expense. But some of the, the questions were good. And for the, but that is the militia, you know. Uh-huh. The militia is you. Yeah, good for those people to get together and come and ask them questions, you know? Exactly. It's too bad most of them were fat. (laughs) So fat they could fucking have a satellite orbit in them, but they they did get together and do their duty, so hats off to them. Yes, they did. uh, More people need to do that. Yep. 
and that's and that's the biggest thing that that people don't realize is that the militia, you know, it's easy to have those preconceived ideas that the that the news media has force fed into your brains about these, you know, overweight white guys running around the woods of Michigan with in camo and you know doing paramilitary operations with their AR-15s and yeah, you know, but they are allowed to do that. But that isn't what a, uh, all a militia is. Nope, people. If you want to know what a militia is, just go look in the fucking mirror. And you're <laughs> staring at one. Or part of one. It's a collection of you people. If motherfucker, I'm just the chimer. You're supposed to keep. You're supposed to keep the beat. You're the drummer. Oh, I thought you were going right? to keep going. So on. beat your goddamn drum. <laughs> I thought you were going to. You, you had more to go. Yeah, that he's right though. You look oh, in the shit, mirror. I'm too tall. I'm, I think I'm too loud. I know because that ain't where you tested the mic at. <laughs> it never is, bitch. <laughs> I know. Here, I'll get you. I'll get you right. Uh, I don't want the people to hear me drooling and shit. Yeah, <laughs> um, Shooter Dan's right. The militia is you. The the militia is your neighbor. The militia is the guy down at the end of the street who, uh, you know, you never hear from. But in times of need and crises, you know, the, the, when you come together with your fellow people in your neighborhood for whatever purpose, whether it is to object to some new regulation, whether it is to uh, form a crime watch and you're walking the streets, any type of neighborhood associated, this is the militia. You don't have to, people don't understand that the term militia has such negative connotations to it, but... When you go back in time, it's uh, it all makes sense. Exactly. You know, you just mentioned crime watch and all that. Uh-huh. And uh, the first militia, which was the people, right? Like we talked about, right? I'll stop that guy. Damn it! <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, I was rocking in my chair. I have terrible mic discipline, people. <laughs> but oh well. Okay. Yeah, it's not a big. Deal. Anyway, what I was saying was, yeah, in the uh, early history, uh, the Continental Congress formed the provincial congresses and thus told the provincial congresses to form safety committees in order to carry out whatever they ruled on. Okay. So the, the actual term safety committee was the what they what they used to form when they were forming the organization of the militia and the people and all that. Right. In the beginning. Gotcha. Anyway, go ahead. No, you keep going with the history because this is the part that, that Shooter Dan did more research on than I, so I am kind of learning it as he's telling it as myself because I did not know that it was formed from a from safe, safety committees that the Provincial Congress put in place in order to... Uh, yeah, see, they knew something was ha- going to happen. They, they, they knew that they wanted to... Uh, revolt? Yeah, succeed from Britain and go independent and all that and they knew it wasn't going to be easy it was going to get they knew all this shit was going to some major shit was going to take place right so they were smart enough to put uh things in there they were smart enough to organize quickly to uh to get their shit together so they weren't quickly stamped out or whatever right but what they did was the continental congress reformed the provincial congresses in the colonies and they did 
and they told the provincial congresses to form safety committees. Mm-hmm. And out of the safety committees, they would form the Minutemen. But it was all militia. You know what I'm saying? Right. They, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So they uh, it was like one out of every four uh, were selected to be Minutemen. But the Minutemen, you think uh, what, what most people think of a militia, you would think of it the Minutemen. But no, they were all militia. They all had important roles to play, and most of it was nonviolent. As right. a matter of fact, you know, before April 19, 1775, when Paul Revere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the one with my dog. Go ahead. Before uh, he rode and uh, sounded the alarms or whatever, the militia was already doing a lot of shit. Uh, Laying the groundwork. Yeah, the Continental Congress didn't want them to fire on, on, on any redcoats or anything like that, so they were told not to fire their weapons. Um, it was a total ceasefire. On both sides, as a matter of fact. Right. But um, what they did do was they were seizing stores of ammunition, stores of uh, guns, stores of powder, cannons, anything they could get Supplies. their hands on. They would seize it nonviolently. They would overwhelm the, the, the British and take their shit from them. All right. Give us your fucking shit. And then they, they, they were just overwhelmed. It was, it was an overwhelming because fucking stupid ass uh, Thomas Cage, or uh, Gage, I'm sorry. Yeah. Thomas Gage. Uh-huh. Uh, Uncle Tom. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, made a bold statement to uh, the king in uh, Britain that uh, in Parliament that he could take, you know, stamp out the uh, uprising. Yeah. yeah, right. And with only like uh, three three regiments, I think it was right, three or four, and there ain't no fucking way it was going to happen. But he thought, you know, being he's a big general from Britain, you yeah, know, and all and, cocky, uh, yeah. So he thought he would be able to stamp out the revolt real quick, like and and get some brownie points with old King George, huh? Yeah, and he really uh, under undersold the fucking show there, <laughs> and yeah. he pretty much just got his ass handed to him. He underestimated the willpower of the American people, did he? Yep. And uh, going going back to uh, well, I'll 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 touch base more on it as we go along. But that's right. pretty much the legitimate of it. Yeah. And I'm glad you touched base on that because that same spirit of um, even the the militia being nonviolent and laying the groundwork and being the watchers and and doing what they had to do uh, in order to uh, facilitate this revolution that they were about to undertake. That same spirit went on in you know uh, after after the country was founded, even in frontier west. You know the fr- the militia was. One of those situations like when the, and I'll bring up the Old West because I know you love it so, and like the uh, Sheriff's Posse, you know, couple, you know, a few bad guys right into the town, you know, they would call, the sheriff would uh, call to arms all the local guys, you know, it doesn't matter if he was the blacksmith, if he was the local carpenter or the leather maker or whatever he was. You know, the, the sheriff would would ring the bell. They would come running. They would grab their arms and run the bad people out of town. That is the militia. Right. <laughs> Just practicing, bitch. <laughs> I watched Rogan last night. Yeah. <laughs> Studying that motherfucker. Yeah, I know. Well, if y'all ain't had a chance to watch Joe Rogan. Oh, you got to watch that episode. 
If you don't ever, he did a four-hour segment. I mean, he did a four-hour podcast with <laughs> Kevin Smith. Yeah, and it was good from start to finish. Yeah, and we watched it. We actually we don't watch. We usually listen to it through iTunes or you know through the you know our our devices or whatever. But for some reason last night we threw it up on the on the screen and we were watching him because he he broadcasts it simultaneous through Ustream, which has given us some ideas that maybe we should do something like that. Possibly. <laughs> what do y'all think? Would y'all like to watch us while we freaking ramble on in here? Nah, we're fucking ugly. You don't want to see us. <laughs> I'd have to put some clothes on. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the hell? He is not naked. He just doesn't have a shirt on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn, our friend's already saying we got porn star names. What the fuck? I know. Chuck did shoot him dead. Um, but anyway, it was it was pretty. Watching those guys were and watching professionals that have been in front of microphones for for his career. He's what he's done. It was kind of gave us some uh, insight on some things we were doing right and wrong. And but man, it, it's just entertaining and he's funny. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just good. It's just all good. Yeah, he. I, I always admired Rogan. I know we're off subject a little bit, but. I've always uh, admired him and just to see him in awe at somebody like Kevin Smith and to see Kevin Smith and, you know, be like, damn, that's the fucking king motherfucker there. <laughs> right, 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 right. He's so laid back, too. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and I, I think Shooter Dan and I would be really hard-pressed to sit in here and babble for four freaking hours and record it all without – Huge lapses and pauses in conversation. These guys just kept it going. No, it was a steady roll. A steady roll for they, four hours. Yeah, they started. How the hell does somebody do stuff like that? It's ridiculous as well. Fucking, in respect to Kevin Smith, they, they were centered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were centered. That's what they, that's what they were. <laughs> More like they were fucking stoned. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Anyway, yeah, Kevin Smith, and check out his new movie, y'all. It's freaking badass. Yeah, I think we're going to We haven't seen it yet, but we've seen enough of it to know it's fucking rocks. Yeah, we saw the trailers for it. uh, Lots of gun action. It is. It's called Red State, and I'm looking forward to seeing it as much as uh, they talked about it. I I think we'll pull it off iTunes tonight and watch it. Yeah. All right, back to the militia. Yeah, the militia. Oh. so when you start understanding militia from the historical perspective that, you know, you've everybody's seen the old uh, Little House on the Prairie days. and what, what was a lot of them other old shows like that? Where, the Waltons. The Waltons. You know, where you would hear the, the town bell go off at 4 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon, you know, the church bell. And it would be, it was like their emergency broadcast system, you know. It would yeah. reverberate yeah. through the whole community, and everybody would pass the word on to everybody that there's something going on. They'd all meet in the town center. There was a crisis, and the, and the guys would get together, and they'd figure out how to stop this crisis. You know what I mean? Nah, that wouldn't have been the Waltons. More, that would have been a little house on the prairie. You know, they were like, yeah, I think it was a little the house Walton, on the prairie. The Waltons were off the grid. Them motherfuckers lived on a mountain. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we take that back. But yeah, but They had their own porch bell, though. Yeah, that would bring the family in. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's yeah. the same concept, right. you know. Uh, so to think of the militia, think of it as, as as your local PTA. You know, it's it's your your local garden club, your local shooting club. It's all of you guys that when something arises, a crisis, and even if it's a crisis in in government overstepping its bounds, and y'all all get together and and, and protest 
and and do what you need to do. I mean, we, Dan, Shooter Dan and I, are big proponents of the Second Amendment. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this back a little bit. All right? Because here's the thing. When we talk about the Second Amendment, you know, we always focus on that right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. What yeah. part of not being infringed do they not understand? You know, blah, blah, blah. Man, it's two parts. And the first part of it, which I will admit that I have been guilty of neglecting that first part for a long time, was a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. (sighs) All right. That means the idea of a militia is... (laughs) Get off of that. What is that? She's chewing. Uh, Paper. Uh, Stop that. What is it? She not chewing. <laughs> the, anyway, the the idea of a well regulated regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state that part is often overlooked. That the militia is actually uh, been ensconced in the Bill of Rights. The idea of a militia is is right there. So when the government, anytime the government's against something, sorry, turn me down just a little bit. Sorry. Sorry, I mean, I'll That's okay. Anytime that the government is against something, it's probably a good thing. I mean, if you look at it, you right, look at it right. from, definitely. Yeah, yeah, you look at it from that perspective. You know, they don't want the people getting together. You know, they don't want the people to uh, to uh, share ideas of like mindedness, and because we. The people control the federal government. Yeah, they uh, they don't want educated people. No, that takes away from their power and their goals and you know all that shit. But that's another episode. Right. They, they, they want the people. Let, let, they want the sheeple. Let me let me put it to you like this. And this is something that 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 uh, I didn't really get. Um. The. Uh, First Amendment, like I said, I have been guilty. I don't know about Shooter Dan, but I can speak for me, have been guilty of often just focusing on our Second Amendment rights. And not only just the Second Amendment, but the second half of the Second Amendment. Right. (laughs) You know, okay, First Amendment, right? Okay, what is the First Amendment? And I start thinking about it, and I go, hell yeah, okay, uh, Congress will make no laws respecting an establishment of religion. I got that. Prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Okay, I got that. Or abridging the freedom of speech. I know the freedom of speech. We couldn't do what we do right now without freedom of speech. So, okay, I got the freedom of speech. Or of uh, or of the press. Or of the right of the people to peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. All right? So I'll go, okay, so the First Amendment gives us the right to peaceably assemble. And the second... Amendment gives us the right to bear arms. Right. So just combine them, and it basically it gives the people the the right to come together bearing arms. Right. I got a better one for you. Let's hear it. Yeah. Let's just take away the second one, and all the other ones fail. <laughs> it you does, know what I mean? It's in true. Every, in every situation, in every country, you take away their the the right to bear arms, uh-huh. and, and everything else follows. Yeah, you can't pe- so, peaceably assemble because they'll just break you up. That makes it the most important of, to me at least, and I'm sure y'all as well, but 
yeah, you, you, you take away the militia and the right to defend your rights, and you might as well not have any. Right. In the story. End of story. Now, going back, that was a little bit of historically of what we found out like militias were and, and what they are now. Um, so what is the big problem with the government demonizing the militia, the three percenters, the, and all that kind of stuff? You know, I, they view them as such a threat. They have ran a very successful propaganda and public relations uh, campaign against the militias and make them look like extremists. And, and you know, you don't want to – when you look at the news and you see those guys on the mountains and they're all hunkered down and yeah. they've got their supplies and they're like, we're ready for the government. You know, that's yeah. not a militia. No. I it, mean, it is. It's part of one. Right. It's only a small part of one. Right. And I don't – And they focus on that small part and blow it up and make you, you know, mainstream it and make you think uh, – that's all it is when, right. when, when, it, when it's barely the fucking gnat on the fucking ass of a fucking <laughs> horse, you know what I mean, of exactly. what it really is. Right. Yeah, because yeah, most militias are right out there right now in your local business community, your business associations, your PTAs, like I said, your, your garden club, your shooters club, you know. And when people start to realize that, you know, if there's something going on, especially you, you can – usually get the, uh, a lot more done in your local communities than you can on the federal government, which is why the founders wanted most government to be put in the local and state hands because it's a lot easier to march on your local government or march on to the state, you know, to, to enact change than it is for all of us to get together and march on the federal government in Washington. I mean, that's that's a real big, hard thing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, where are we at? We're, you're talking about modern militias. Oh, yeah, the modern militia movement, that, especially in the 90s. When that whole Ruby Ridge thing went down. Nasty. Nasty. And then Waco went down. Nasty. Nasty. And then they had the Oklahoma City bombing. <laughs> Double nasty, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it really fueled a resurgence of the of the uh militant parts of the militia back in the you know the 90s i mean they demonized timothy mcveigh because he was a, a, a an alleged militia man you know that went around all these militia groups and spoke and talked and then and i still then, think he was a stooge he was a stooge yeah i think he was a fucking goat <laughs> He was being guided. He was, he was being, yeah. It's easy. They just like they, uh, they've done that uh, throughout history. You know where they, and, 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 they manipulate them. You know what I mean? To think them. that uh, he's, and and if you think about it, what he did was was um, egregious, egregious in every sense of the word. You know. And it really affected everybody's sensibilities, you know, like, oh, how could he do that? Oh, he's one of those militia guys. That's why, you know, and it turned people off to that militia movement, you know. Um, it was successful because, like they say, they, it was a tragedy what happened, 
And but in whether it was orchestrated or whether it was whatever, however it occurred, yeah, I don't trust the motherfucker. I know. It's like uh, <laughs> Waco got such a bad publicity rap that mm-hmm. they had to do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because people were talking about that shit for a long. You know, it was Waco was all, time was almost the trigger point where, especially that little broke. girl was talking uh, at the beginning of. Um, Rules of engagement. Rules of engagement. Yeah, yeah that little eerie, that eerie little segment where the the, ch- the child's talking. Daddy, are they gonna come kill me? Do you want to play it right now? <laughs> sure. You want to play it? Pull it up. I'll keep talking. All right. It's a common knowledge that the government can't be fucking trusted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just think he was a stooge to uh, cover, you know, to shed bad light on the the whole militia thing. And to help their cause with uh, with with Waco going so bad, and I almost got it up. All right, so, God, I'm not used to being hung out over here by myself. David, he he believes that you're fixing to hit us tonight. He says, "No, we are not fixing to hit you. That is not true. Nobody's coming in there. Okay, you got my word. It's solid. Fuck it's a lot. thousand percent absolute. Okay." Okay. I know I know that everybody's skittish, but you know, we just gotta work on the kids. Yeah, wait. Hello? No, honey, nobody's gonna tell me to kill you. Uh oh, they come and kill me. No. Yeah. No. Nobody's coming. Fucked up. Yeah. You know, that was it Makes my horrible. skin crawl every time I hear it. And everybody says that, you know, you know, he, and he's, what he had was, a, was, was uh, in our terms of militia, but he didn't call himself that. He was expressing his First Amendment rights of, of a free religion yeah. and free speech. Totally constitutional, everything he was doing. And, you know, they say, oh, he was a bad guy, and they demonized him in the press as a pedophile and this, that, and the other. But, you know, there there's a lot of uh, people well, that came out after. It yeah, says had, a lot of that wasn't true. Yeah, they had to demonize him. Right. You know, they can't do what they did and not demonize him. They right, can't do right, what right, they right. did and stand up and then stand up in front of a group and say, oh, he was a freaking great person. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. He would have he been the voice of the militia movement from here on out. You right. know what I mean? Well, yeah, so whether it, it was the sheriff of the town that actually said that the, the Waco people were really nice. All yeah, of them. that's the story that that I have come to understand that there was nothing wrong with what they were doing. It was weird. It might not you might not agree with how they did things, but they was they wasn't doing anything uh, illegal. They're, yeah, they were well respected in the town. Yes, they were very well respected. Yeah, the, the sheriff said that they had plenty and ample opportunities to, to pick him up in a myriad of other ways. Yep. You know, so for them to have to feel like they had to, to perform some sort of, a, a, you know, special ops raid on this compound, you know, it, it was ridiculous. That was military-style shit there. That was military-style right. shit. Yeah, yeah and, and they, and they and got their ha- asses handed to them. You know, when they tried to come in there, and I am sympathetic to them because they were their rights were being trampled on, and everything from the very beginning could have been handled differently. They could have, if they if they had a problem with with David Koresh, 
They could have picked him up in the town on, on any of his, his uh he jogged every morning, he went into he got his hair cut in town, he they probably could have called him up and said, "Hey, why don't you come in and talk to us a little bit?" Right. You know. Right. There was some more behind the shit. I don't know what was behind it. I don't know the whole history of how it got started and all that. We need to go watch Rules of Engagement again, don't we? You know um, what I mean? Yeah, that's really good. George Mason said when he was one of the framers of the Constitution, "The militia it is the whole people, except for a few public officials." You know, he understood the idea that. The militia was you. It was me. It was, you know, our community, you know, that came together in times of um, emergencies or security problems or, or whatever it is, <clears throat> you know. And knowing what we know now, I really think that if we was to allow guns, more prevalent in society, you know, uh, stuff like uh, the 9-11 never would have happened. You know what I mean? There would have been people armed on that on them planes, and uh, I, you know, it's, it's almost like. And here's what I here here's the point I want to make with that. When people start um, transferring their responsibilities to the government, like to be fed, or to be clothed, or uh, for their own security, or you know, and and they and they transfer that responsibility off of them onto others, you know, that is where we, we get into problems. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's, uh, we, it, it, security is, is no different than, than, uh, than food and water. You know, we can't expect the government officials to come in and, and protect us at all given times. The, it is the people that have to protect themselves. So we cannot transfer that responsibility off of us onto another group and then complain that they're not – we don't have enough security. Right. So, yeah, there's no reason why, you know, of course the government wants to do it for us. Right. But it is our patriotic duty to do it ourselves. Right. End of story. End of story. No matter what you do, if it's nonviolent or violent, it's your patriotic duty to do something. Right. And and, and uh, contribute to the fucking militia, which is us. Right. And if everybody did that and they weren't so uh, brainwashed over the years or... or, or Force-fed. Yeah. The who, who, who's been brain... Cooled off. Who's been brainwashed? Goddamn sheep population in America. Who? <laughs> 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 Is that the Obama sheet? Obama. 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 Obama will protect us. Obama will protect us. Is that the creepiest ass zombie sheep you've ever heard in your life? That's our Obama sheep. <laughs> but it's true. You're right. They have been brainwashed by propaganda to demonize, and here's how they do it. They infiltrate. Uh-huh. They infiltrate. And from what, I, from, from what I've understood, there's three types of infiltrators. <laughs> what? I just caught myself doing something. <laughs> what? Tick- tickled myself there. <laughs> What'd you do? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I did my... I, it was my fucking sling blade. Oh. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's all right. There's... There, there's and here... And, 
If you're a group out there and you find yourself being infiltrated by by federales and and people uh, on the inside, you know, in government because they're trying to find out what you're doing, well, you must be doing something right, you know, <laughs> you know, because they view you as a threat enough to uh, and they will They'll allocate just... resources to find out what you're doing. Yep. Oh, that that sounds like a police state, don't it? Yeah, they will plant people in your group if they think you're doing something that they don't want you to be doing. They don't want you to be doing much. No. Anyway, the first type is the mole. You know, a mole is a simple concept. It's been around since the revolution. Yeah, the very beginning. Yeah. The mole is the plan. Yeah, the spy. Somebody infiltrates your group just to find out what the hell you're doing, report back. They get compensated, you know. and And it really sucks that there's people out there that would do that type of thing. Shit, you know, it's funny you say that because it's bad and it's bad enough to think that the militias are definitely going to be infiltrated, right? Organized people, that is, organized us are going to be infiltrated if we're organizing of any kind because organization is can't happen, motherfuckers. They don't According like organization. No no no. No, 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 no. That's too intelligent. But that's your First Amendment right to peaceably assemble. Right, but we overlook that transgression by the government all the time. Yeah, I mean, if they will, if they will infiltrate your house to spy on you, they're sure the fuck are going to infiltrate your organization. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, there was a—I don't mean to get off subject, but this was bad, and and I will find the link. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, the guy from uh, Jason Fells from uh, the Empty Mags podcast sent me a link about. This lady had guns and ammo in her house, and the cops came there to her apartment. She wasn't home, right? And they were like, well, we need to get in. Got the, got the management to open the door to her apartment while she was not there and confiscated everything, $15,000 worth of guns and then ammo. It was like, it was like 20 Where guns. Where was this? Dude, I read the article one time, and I, I will put it up on the in the show notes. I will find it. And, and anyway, so they didn't arrest her. They didn't even have a warrant. <clears throat> this is this is the level and the arrogance of the police forces and and law enforcement nowadays. The thing that they can just go in and take it, and now they won't give it back to her. She hasn't done anything. Oh hell yeah! They just, as a matter of fact, they didn't arrest her. They didn't do nothing. And she's like, well, "Can I have my stuff back?" And they're like, nope, not without a court order. So now she has to go through all this legalese and legal rigmarole just to get her stuff back. Well, I mean, that's scary. It, yeah, they just what took are they it. Just like testing the water or something. I, I believe so. Yeah, that's what they do. Because here's a and here a little here, a little there. Right, and, it, and if it's unconstitutional, well, take it to court. They just, we'll, we'll, they just, they just putting the head in. Yeah, instead instead of. Doing what they know is unconstitutional. They'll do something unconstitutional and then let you challenge it in court to find out the constitutionality of it. Please, can we have a little common sense? Oh, I know, right? Thomas Paine, common sense. Yeah, he knew back then that this was going to happen. You know, right? <laughs> common sense. Anyway, after the moles, yeah, they they like to target the the weak and uh, uh, don't fight back. Yes. Test subjects. Because if you don't know your rights... You don't have any. That's it. Uh, the next type of uh, person you've got to watch out for in these groups is the dissipators. And these are probably the the worst. And the dissipators are 
there, there, there are somebody that let's say you do, you do have a, <clears throat> you do join up in a, a local militia, okay, and you're and you're out and you're learning survival skills and camping and y'all are fishing or hunting and there's you know there's guys that are like to it's almost like a <clears throat> a larger <clears throat> excuse me. It's almost like a grown-up version of the Boy Scouts, you know, where you got the old timers teaching the young timers, and the right. young timers teach it to on down the line. You know, it's, it's it's a, you know, they teach them how to hunt, fish, trap, forage, garden. They can, I mean, everything. How to start fire, friction fires. I mean, to everything from getting together and and going to your local. Uh, city council meeting you know yeah, they're, they're a force they're a fucking high level spy yeah the dissipator comes into the group and he's very participatory he, mm-hmm. he gets involved and he does his thing and he's well liked and he gets and he, and he works his way up the ranks to a, a, a leadership role in that community yeah and then the, the fireworks start happening yeah. you know cancel a meeting here cancel a meeting there you start a little you know the secretary said something to the you know, to the treasurer, and he backbites, and fighting ensues, and everybody gets, Rah! you know, he creates chaos around him, and the group, the functionality of the group becomes uh, non-existent, it becomes dysfunctional, and then therefore they're not a threat anymore, you know, they dissipate the power of that group, <laughs> you got to watch out for those type of infiltrators, <laughs> yeah, because they're just as smart, yeah, Fucking progressive. That's who they are. Watch That's out for them. <laughs> right, right. They 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 join a group just to destroy it. Yeah. The third type is the is the most fun because they're the most easily spotted and the most dangerous and the most dangerous. They're the provocateur. They are the ones that come into the group and after three you know outings with the group and they think they gain some trust and they say we ought to blow up a building or we ought to you know yeah. hey let's let's do something uh let's take out the sheriff or you know what I mean they're idiots is what they are that's not what a militia is and they are a fed plant to try to find out the um, the uh, radicalization of the group or something like that you know. Mm-hmm. So I am always suspicious when I hear about some group out in New Mexico, Arizona, or Texas, or Michigan, or whatever that had Anywhere. they had plans to uh, assassinate the the head, the sheriff of uh, three counties, or you know, it's just bullshit. Yeah, the UK is a perfect example. Those were fucking provocateurs that Paid. started that shit. Yeah, they Paid were kicking in the malls and building down, burning down innocent people's freaking homes. Right. That's the fucking provocateur. They don't they don't do any good. No good comes from that. And here's another good... Attention here's comes a, from that. Here's another good... Uh, bad bad attention. A good duty of a, of a militia. Because since it's us, you don't have to go in your camo gear and, and all that kind of... You know, you're normal folk. You know what I mean? But you're, you are have the group, the, po- the, <clears throat> the power of like-minded individuals through free association. It, it becomes a force. And you can go and do uh, watch the polls, watch make sure there ain't no election fraud going on. Become a member, you know. All of y'all become members of the. They look for volunteers every election cycle to to become poll watchers. You know, well, I want militia members in those poll watchers. You know, you know what I'm saying. Make sure everything's on, on the up and up. It is your duty as a citizen in America. To make sure this happens. Or, yeah. Oh, you're just going to leave it up to the officials? you got to fight fire with fire, bitches. you got to spy on them motherfuckers. <laughs> right. you got to watch the watchers. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so, speaking of spies. All right, yeah, yeah, yes. Back to history. The spies played a real important role in uh, 
the revolution. Um, many, everybody wanted to do something, and uh, you know the Minutemen were one out of four, but more people came and uh, so the Minutemen. Know, the Minutemen were like the um, the elite of the militia. Right, they're, the, they're actually the ones that were issued guns. They were the special forces, right? right. <laughs> but anyway, there were a lot of people that were out of work at that time. Even that that even outnumbered in Boston at the time in Massachusetts uh-huh. and the Lexington, uh, Lexington Concord area, there were a lot of people that were out of work. Right. And uh, believe it or not, those were the spies. They were actually given the job of being spies. Spies for the patriots. Right. <clears throat> were there also... The revolutionaries, Did yeah. the British also use spies to spy on the I don't patriots? think so. You don't think? Not much. They had their the Tories and so forth, uh, but they were fucking sorted out quick. I got you. Yeah, they were exposed quick. Yeah, they They actually um, they actually had a a somewhat assembled army at the time, Mm -hmm. and when the right before the revolution happened, they disbanded the whole freaking army or the whole uh, military or whatever they had, whatever they called it. I don't know what they called it, but they they disassembled the whole thing and rebuilt it back up. Right. The The way they did that was by rank and file. Uh, and they they sifted out or, or weeded out the fucking the bad apples, the people they knew were uh, sympathetic to uh, to the cause. Britain. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, or to Britain. I got you. Oh, the reg uh, the regulars they called them. Okay. But anyway, yeah, the spies played a real important role. And here's how, dumbass freaking <laughs> Uncle Tom, General Gage, mm-hmm. that that said he could you know. I can snuff this thing out with only three regiments. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like, sounds like the, today. Sanity. Sucking the king's dick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the king being an evil bitch he is, he's like, okay, here's three measurements. Um, let's see this happen. <laughs> yeah. Go play and report back to me. Right. Right. So anyway, the spies, they, they it was, it's funny because they knew every fucking thing he was doing. They knew where he was at at every given moment, where his troops were. And he couldn't fucking take a shit without him knowing he's fucking taking a shit, people. You know, <laughs> it was just... And uh, they even said it was like the worst kept secret in Boston that he was going to march. It's like everybody knew that he was going to march on Lexington. Uh-huh. Except he didn't know that everybody knew. Right. He kept it so such a secret. You think being a general... You would have counterintelligence to know that everybody fucking knows what I'm doing. <laughs> right. But he didn't. He was a fucking idiot. <laughs> he went down in history as you know, being, being the idiot. fucking idiot that, that he was. lost the whole continent or uh, <laughs> <laughs> lost the new America. Right. <laughs> yeah, he was hated, man. Uncle Tom. Granny Tom. Granny Tom. Yes. And uh, when, he, when, he, when he started, you know, moving his troops, they quickly... Uh, Put a squash on yeah, that. Yeah, sorted his ass out fast. I thought that was rather interesting, though. It is, because... It's like all the people in the town and everybody that, like, what, and part of the, you know, uh, the muscle, they, they, were the, they were the watchers. Which is which brings us right to the current, because the muscle, looking back in history, now there's a big movement going on in the militia movement called the Three Percenters. And they said that back in the Revolution time, only 3% of the people actually fought you know what i mean and the three percenters of nowadays they are ready to die for the constitution they are ready to you know if that go if the government steps out of line they are ready to go do what they got to do 
I don't view them as extremists. I view them as freaking constitutionalists. They are they know exactly what it what it means. You know what I mean? The three percenters also know that back then only like another ten percent of the uh, of the population were sympathetic to the re, re, uh, they were sympathetic to the patriot cause. You know, right, right. So now now they believe that the uh, in our modern day society, you know that the three percenters are the ones who will have to take up the arms, and I believe that in this day and age we'll probably have more than than thirty percent or ten percent or whatever people that would be sympathetic to them. Yeah, and trust me when I tell you, mass media will will market it to the to to the rest of America as extremist groups and this that and the other. But I'm telling you, they are on the right track. I can't help but have some sort of a sympathetic leanings towards the three percenters myself, you know, because right. you know, Shooter Dan and I, we're not currently involved in a real active militia. But no, now that we but know, we're going to form one, right? Right on, Easy K Regiment, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the tribe, bitch. The tribe. Um, but the the thing is. That now that we realize in our research that the militia is you and the militia is me, then it makes me want to go not only vote, because I, I vote anyway, but to maybe go volunteer to be a poll watcher, to go to the council, city council meetings, to, to find other like-minded individuals. And I think that's the beauty of the Internet, because we are members of a couple of uh, meetup groups, like the 912 group and the – what else is it? The – I don't know, there was a Ron Paul group that we were also members of. Uh, yeah, I tried doing the whole voting thing. <laughs> it's uh, discouraging how fucking stooged all, all the candidates, I can't stand them. Except for Ron Paul. Right. When we were watching Toomey, I was like, uh, why can't all the candidates be like him? You know what I mean? Why do we got to have fucking idiots? I know. You know what I mean? He was a straight he, shooter. Yeah, he was normal, like a normal person. You know, right. really, really uh not made a pre- lot of sense. He wasn't off the wall. Wasn't pretentious. Yeah, he. It just seems so freaking set up. Well, it was Stalin who said that it is not, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't really know the exact quote, but it was, it no matters not who you vote for, it only matters who counts the votes. Yeah, that's a kind of a religious <laughs> uh, con- uh, context too, or, or similar. What do you mean? It. it you know, like the people that uh, paid paid a lot of charity um, by ways of dollars here, dollars there, from to um, <clears throat> the Seven Hundred Club and Reverend Creflo Dollar. All right. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. All right. It's like, <laughs> it's, how? Well, I don't understand what you mean. It, it isn't. And yes, I uh, I'm I'm religious in the sense that I believe in God. People. <laughs> right. It, it isn't the. It isn't what what it isn't the fact of what the people are doing with your money. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that you uh, contributed your money that counts the most. That you actually, in the name of God, sent money money, right. and you you were in in the name of goodness, you were doing something. Right. You know, right. it doesn't matter what happens after that fact. Right. 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 At the time being, when you were sending that money, in, it was sending good faith. Right. Right. So the same thing applies with uh, with the voting, I guess. Right. In good faith, we go vote. It's also our patriotic duty to do that. So right. yeah, I get it. It's just so fucking discouraging. I know, and that's it. You go in, in here, and oh my god.
God, I, I got to get this off my freaking chest. Now that you brought that up, <clears throat> this is the most freaking bullshit I ever hear in my life. All right, nice. <laughs> I like that like discipline, didn't you? I got away from the mic to yell. I talk to people all the time at my job, and and, uh, and you know people I bump into, and they they don't vote, and that's fine. You you have every right not to vote. I don't care. You know what I mean? And even if you don't vote. You have a right to bitch about the way things are going, too. You know, you have a First Amendment. I don't care about whether you vote or don't vote. Blah, blah, blah. But do not ever go to the polls and try to vote who you think is going to be the winner. I, they do this. Yeah. Well, he ain't got a chance, so I'm going to vote for Perry. You know, Ron Paul don't have a chance, so Perry's the man. You know, I got to go with Perry because he, he needs the votes to beat Obama. Man, no, 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 no. The idea of voting is voting from your heart who you really think the best guy is and let the chips fall where they may. Yep. So sad it's that not so a many people t- just turn, tune into Fox and go. Bachman, Perry, Romney. Bachman. Bachman, Perry, Romney. Bachman, Perry, Romney. Bachman, Perry, Romney. Bachman. That's funny. Um, Lou Walker said uh, Bachman was most likely... Uh, he was ragging on the candidates too. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. When we got to Bachman, he said Bachman was the most likely candidate to put out a sex video. <laughs> <laughs> Lou Rockwell. Uh, I love man. that guy. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. Yeah, y'all should go check out his podcast too if you listen. <laughs> podcast. Uh... Send him an email. Tell him we sent you. Maybe he'll uh, get us on one day. <laughs> or maybe we can have Lou on this one now, and that would be awesome. Mm. <laughs> I don't even know what to ask the guy. Oh. No, we just do the poor Rogan and sit there and listen to him with our jaws gaped open. Yeah, like uh. in, a, in, a, in a zombie <laughs> trance. Yep. So anyway, I just know too many people that that vote according to like they like they're choosing the winner of the Super Bowl. Yep, <laughs> that's true. It is like they're choosing their favorite yeah, driver in NASCAR or some shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet my vote on this guy because I think he's gonna win. Do you do you like what he says? What about his foreign policy? I don't know. Uh, oh, foreign policy. I don't know what it is. You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> what do they call the? Um, <laughs> what do they call the? Uh, the things that they pass around in bars when the football game's coming that they all bet on. Oh, the the betting pool. Yeah, the betting. It's not a fucking betting pool, people. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of is. Vote Ron Paul, and you'll get and you'll win a free country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but did, did I mention trepanation at the beginning of this nope. podcast? Okay, I got to mention what trepanation is up to. We have a link on our website to his blog and. He's all over Facebook with it, and he's trying to start a viral marketing campaign. And we don't want to turn this podcast into a a, a pro Ron Paul freaking outlet. You know, you vote who you want to. You know what I mean? But you know, go to Trebination's website. You can get there a link on ours, and he's starting Revolution 2.0. Okay, it's also on our uh, Facebook fan page. Which, if you haven't liked already, you're a zombie. So go do it. So you, it is the cure for zombieitis. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And go check out what he's trying to do with uh, Revolution 2.0. He's trying to do a lot of good stuff. So 
you know, grassroots campaigns are always hard to start. And he's, you know, he's one citizen. He is the militia, and he's trying to trying to start something. And you got to back somebody like that if if it's something you agree with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So y'all go do that if you don't mind. Yeah, and I I, I want to say this. I know uh, I played devil's advocate in the last uh, uh, podcast. I do that often. It makes for good podcasting entertainment. Right. You know, and I talked about how uh, disheartening the situation was with the. The corporations being as intelligent they are, and you know the shit that they do. Like uh, you, you, you sit back and you look at Wall Street and uh, all the freaking corruptness that goes on, and right. when you really dissect it and get into the intricate details of the shit, right? And you, you, you just end up coming out of that going, "Holy fuck, we well, got to compete. We got to fucking compete with these people. Right, we're screwed. They're fucking aliens. You know, right, right, right. <laughs> A whole different master race we're up against here. Yeah, we call them zombies, but actually. They're fucking aliens, and we're the zombies. <laughs> right. When you look, when you think about it, well, we're they, slaves they, on their plantation. Yeah, they're, they're really smart. That was but of our my last point podcast. is, um, it, is it almost seems like there ain't much to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, the point I'm trying to make is that that we don't have to defeat our standing army. No, we just have to overwhelm the government. Right. You know, like in chess, we have to topple the king. Right. And no and, and that does, and, and when you look at it that way, it doesn't seem too hard. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> no disclaimers. <laughs> no disclaimers. No. If 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 the let's just say hypothetically that government sucked dick. They do, but go ahead. <laughs> and we had a shitty leader. <laughs> we do, so go ahead. And they were fucking in bed uh, with with all, with all the big corporations. They are. So go ahead, <laughs> preach it, my brother. We don't. All we have to do is overwhelm the motherfuckers. That's if, it. If if it comes down to that, and in the beginning of uh, the Revolutionary War, that's what they did. They only needed one out of four people had to take up arms and fight. But you know, three out a, of a hundred. There was a little good propaganda. I think the earliest form of propaganda was that first picture after the fight at Lexington, uh-huh. where the artist drew the picture of. The Minutemen uh-huh. getting their asses handed to them, right. which really isn't how it went down. Right. The way it was drawn, it, they, they the guy drew it. I forget who the artist was, but he drew it with the guys running away and getting shot in the back and shit. <laughs> right, right. And he did it on purpose, right, to uh, anger, to galvanize yeah, the population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. I'm sure uh, Samuel Sam Adams has something to do with it. <laughs> Sam Adams, <laughs> my like hero. That's a smart motherfucker there. Yeah, Sam Adams. But anyway, yeah, the 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 Minutemen. Uh, or the or the militia that was fighting the redcoats, they really uh, here, here's how much they outnumbered them. For every two hundred shots they fired, and and they sucked. They didn't have a lot of training. These were people that had, most of them never fired a gun. Really? Yeah, a lot of them. Right. Other than at a deer, you know what I mean? Right, They're right. They're going. Durr. Never been <laughs> in military conflict right, before. Right, right. And uh, they were firing two hundred shots to one hit. For every 200 shots they fired, they hit one time. Oh, I wish they that had... wasn't even a kill. It was like 300 to one. 300 shots fired to one kill. I wish they That's would... crazy. I wish they would have some AR-15s back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they could have increased that percentage a little. Well, the good thing is they all had the, pretty much the same kind of uh, firepower on both sides. Right. But the point is they overwhelmed them motherfuckers. Right. You know, by sure masses. They were just... They were converging on the whole area, you know, and and just... Picking them off. Totally making life fucking... They were hating life. Uh, Gage, Piercy, and Smith. 
They just fucked their shit up all the way back to Boston. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, wasn't that some of the first instances of guerrilla warfare in it uh, was, yeah. in, in, in modern warfare times, you know, where these guys yeah. learned. There ain't no such thing as a fair fight. No, there ain't no fair fight. And this is when they learned how to attack small groups uh, by surprise and ambushing. And I, I remember stories of hearing about our, our guys. Uh, and I don't remember. It might have been the Civil War. I don't know. It was, I, I think I know what you're talking about. And they were climbing the trees and picking them off from the treetops. Yeah, and I, it's funny you say that because during the Revolutionary War, they started the guerrilla warfare. But when the Civil War happened, the South went out and did went back to the Redcoat style of fighting. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it was uh, known, known history that the South, when the first fighting started, that they would go out, the the women and children would go out and it'd be like a picnic. They'd set up a, like they were going to watch a football game. That's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it turned out to be a bloody mess. When, right, when, right. When the Yankees came in and fucking were fucking them up and right. burning and blowing their shit up. And, I think I remember hearing about that, too. Yeah. Yeah. And they tried. Uh, it was like, let's go watch the war today. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy shit, man. Diggles carrying my picnic basket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh, this some crazy shit happened in history. But anyway. You ready to wrap this up? Yeah, let's do it. All right, y'all. All I got to tell you is uh, go and get involved. You are the militia. And uh, the one thing that um, we would like for you to do is go to libertyorzombie.com and leave some comments for us. Leave some comments on iTunes because that'll help our ratings there. And you can find ways to get in touch with us there at libertyorzombie.com. It, our email is there. It's lozpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, our Facebook fan page. Be sure you go hit that up, too. And uh, I will say this. If you don't know your rights, people, you don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> So fucking learn them bitches. Yeah. And if you know, and remember this too. I don't mean to step on your That's closing. Because right. I had I had a little one. I was gonna a little tag I was gonna throw in here. Y'all ready? <laughs> tag it. It's it's ballots and not bullets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Later people. See y'all.